Well, it was good to be back on the air in more ways than one on Sunday, as our last broadcast of any live play-by-play event had not been since the previous Friday night, a tough loss for the men's basketball team. Yeah, we'll give you that one highlight from that game. Hope for more highlights, of course, tomorrow night, as it'll be USF against Austin P. We'll get there in a few minutes, but yeah, we got plenty of highlights, and when I say back on the air... There was a uh, situation at the Siegel Center there on the campus of VCU right there in downtown Richmond. Beautiful facilities for VCU. Of course, the success of their men's basketball team has probably a lot more to do with that, but the women's team has been coming on of late, made it to the NCAA tournament last year for the second time. And uh, we were not able to give you the full scope of VCU season leading up because we didn't get on the air until about two minutes before tip-off. The Siegel Center also happened to be where Graduation was held at VCU, which meant the Bulls practice in their, well, practice facility, which was not an issue. That was a beautiful court and setup, trust me. But, and this was not just to my inconvenience, but everybody that was working the basketball game yesterday, essentially a lot of the internet stuff got trampled by the graduation setup, and it was getting pieced together at the last moment. So I was actually going to originally be in the corner if you saw me tweet out that photo. I ended up being right there on press row because it was as close as I could get to a steady hard wire, and that's what you need to get on the air. I'm not going to do all the technical stuff here, but the point is I got to sit right next to the Bulls bench, and we got to see and hear a lot of things, including, yes, if you hear the broadcast, the horn. There was no way I was not going to have a loud horn because I was going to sit there and have to turn my microphones up and down the whole broadcast, or you were going to hear the horn pretty loud, but you also heard the bench pretty loud. The crowd wasn't that loud. It was a Sunday afternoon. That wasn't the issue. The issue, again, was, well, you got to credit the opponent, but also not the most in-tune offense. Finishing layups was not the problem. In fact, Dulce Fanka Mengiadu got her first start, and clearly they were going to go to her right away. They want to get it inside to Dulce. First thing, there she goes to the rim and finishes. Boy, you could not have ordered it any better than that, and let's not be surprised if we don't see a lot more of that action here today. So Dulce has the Bulls on top, two to nothing, and believe me, they want to go inside to her and Betty Menunga. Harvey gets pulled up on, fumbles a pass, but Dulce picks it up and scores again. So four to two Bulls. Eight and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Four, four, they go right inside the Dulce, and she could have a day, folks. Nice spin move. It's like that first made layup. Gave her all the confidence in the world, and she is three for three. She would be four for four in the first quarter. The problem was the rest of the team was just two for nine, and turnovers definitely were an issue in this game. The Bulls committed six in the first quarter, 10 in the first half. They were dominating on the glass. 23 to nine was the first half tally, but the Bulls were down by a point, and frankly, it could have been worse as VCU had the ball and a five-point lead toward the late stages of the first half, so it was fine that they were only down one. And they had the ball to start the second half, and nothing went right at the start. Here's how that sounded. Again, they weave the top of the key. It's almost like they're chewing up some clock here. Tibiasu, she's been good from three-point range today, not all year long, but today, eight seconds, the Bulls jump out on her. There's another long three, and it rims in. And that's somebody who hasn't been shooting the ball well, but guess what? Madison Haddix-Covington and her... Three for 12 on threes coming into the day. Doesn't matter right now because VCU is making its shots and the Bulls are not. It is 37 to 26, 6.50 to go. Bermejo gets swarmed on and gets turned over and it'll be Rams ball. Bermejo commits a foul. 
and things are not looking good. And I'm telling you, I'm looking right at it. 10 on the shot clock. VCU up 11, make it 14. They are feeling it. 40 to 26 as Sarah Tibiasu has now got 13 points. And the Bulls are in a spot, a big, big spot right now. Patience Williams, junior college transfer, hands it off to Maria Alvarez. Bulls have only gotten off one shot in this half. We played exactly four minutes. Dulce with the turn, rims out, nothing's happening right now. Well for the Bulls. This is not good, but defensively they are giving VCU some open looks. There's that jab step by Tibiasu inside to Bloom. Shot clock's going to run out. Oh, look what just happened. A hell ball with one second left. If they just basically let the ball go, the shot clock runs out. So the way things are going, I'll tell you what's probably going to happen on this one second of shot clock. They're going to get an open shot. And there's Robinson. Fade away. Swish. Yeah. Sometimes you can just feel it. And when it's good and when it's bad, and it's bad right now, 42 to 26. VCU couldn't miss, and it felt just like the Texas Arlington game, except way worse. And then something magical happened. First of all, Sidney Harvey hit a three to end the drought, at least something for the Bulls. Elisa Pinzon sank a three, and scoring eight points in the third quarter, the Bulls did not have a point until the 5.08 mark, and they ended up at least putting up a dozen in the period. It was 49-36 going into the fourth. And then the fourth quarter, folks, was amazing. Again, Pinzon starts it off with a three. Speaking of starting it off, it was she, Dulce Fankamengiadu, who had not scored in the third quarter. And the other three were players 8, 10, and 12 on the Bulls roster in terms of minutes played per game. That would be Christina Bermejo playing the power forward against an undersized VCU. That would be Ariel Wilson, the backup point guard. And Sarah Guerrero, 12th on the team in minutes played. They played the entire fourth quarter, the only exception being Bermejo fouling out with about 90 seconds to go. Betty Manunga, and I was there so I knew that she was having medical issues, was not able to play. She had 12 rebounds in the first half. I know Tom Brady got his 700th touchdown pass, but she also picked up her 700th rebound. She did not play. And then Elena Chinecki and Sidney Harvey, two members, of course, regulars of the starting lineup and two of the team's top scorers, didn't play because something needed to be done. Something had to be shaken up. And here's a little insight for you. I mentioned it on the broadcast, but if you didn't hear, talk about shaking things up. At the end of the third quarter, you can only say so much as the coach. Jose Fernandez essentially told Yolisha Jackson, assistant coach, I got nothing, and she sprung into action. <laughs> she said to me afterwards, well, okay, I got something. And I was there. I'm not going to repeat what was said, but it was direct to the point, a challenge with some colorful language, and they responded. And here's how they responded. The 16 nothing run for you. Enjoy. Wants to drive in, wants to pass it, but it's knocked away. Another turnover for the Bulls. They have committed 16 in this game. 8.45 left in the fourth quarter, so the Bulls had it down to 10, but it's now 51-39. Sarah Tibiasu just took four steps. They are not calling any travels. They miss a three, fortunately. They do not call travels here, I guess, or at least his staff doesn't. Pinzon wants to drive, but good defense by Janika Griffith-Wallace, who, by the way, had seven steals in a game this year. I feel like you're winning when she doesn't steal it from you. 
Romejo, left side, Guerrero, open three. Good shot, Sarah Guerrero. Knocks it down, and it's back to single digits. Still eight minutes to go on this one, 51 to 42. Sarah with her first make of the day. 7.40 to go, there's a handoff. I thought a sh foot shuffle by Griffith Wallace, but a bad shot, and it'll be Bulls ball. Sarah Guerrero knocked it off a VCU player. While the Bulls are still going with kind of a different alignment. No Harvey, no Chinecki, and due to medical reasons, nobody Benunga. She's been out the entire second half. Pins on underneath the basket. Bulls can cut it down from nine. Guerrero off the inbounds, misses, but Dulce has a chance at a putback, and she puts it in. Great job there by Dulce Fankamengiado. She's only missed one shot. She's got 14 points, and the Bulls have cut it to seven. This margin that was as big as 16 points. So good work here for the Bulls. Outscoring the Rams 8-2 in this quarter. Robinson with the ball. That's a tough looking shot. Knocked away and the Bulls are just going to let it go out of bounds. Good job there. So Robinson got an open look, but she couldn't convert. Bulls have made this a game. 51-44 with just under seven minutes left. Boy, this would be an astonishing comeback if they can continue it on. But still Pinzon and Wilson out there. They go to Dulce. Baseline jumper, good! Dulce Fankamangiadu, and it's a five-point game, and Jose Fernandez kind of has a strut to him as he's getting down into a defensive stance. Bulls are four of seven shooting in this quarter. There's still six and a half minutes left. They pulled to within five. Bloom, oh, that's not a travel. She took two steps and didn't get rid of the ball. But, again, that's been all day long, and there's a three on the other end. Looks short. Sarah Guerrero reads the rebound and gets it. It's about five travels that haven't been called. Guerrero for three, long, but Dulce's got the board. Put it up and in! It's a three-point game. Boy, Bento Boyle must not believe in calling timeouts because the Bulls have all the momentum right now. Again, down 16 points. Dulce Fankamengiadu has made three straight layups, and they've gotten it down to 51-48. Try and feed it inside to Robinson. Better defense from Bermejo. That one misses, and the Bulls pull the rebound. Tay Robinson was in stride there and couldn't knock it down. Bulls have got it to within three with five and a half minutes to go, and they have the basketball. Boy, Pinzon almost tried to tie three. Now Guerrero over to Dulce. Wants to turn, and it banks in. Great shot by Dulce Fankamangiadu, and she has got 20 points, and the Bulls have cut it to 51 to 50. Talked about how ECU is starting to miss its shots and it's sort of a trickle-down effect. Their point guard, Sarah Tibiasu, was just controlling things in a somewhat cocky fashion. Doesn't look quite so cocky. It's kind of drifted down to everybody and that is a bad shot. The Bulls will surrender and the Bulls get the board. Janika Griffith-Wallace pulled up from 15 and that was a brick. Believe it or not, the Bulls have a chance to take the lead. There's a pass by Pinzon to Dulce. Has a little trouble handling it. Up and in and one! The Bulls take the lead! Dulce Fankamangiadu had the height advantage on Chloe Bloom. And for VCU, that spelled doom. 52 to 51. An amazing run by the Bulls. 13 to nothing now over the last 323. 16 to two in the quarter. Hudson with the ball. Good defense, five on the shot clock. Bloom far from the basket. She's going to have to put up a prayer, and it's no good. Those are the shots that have been ringing in, and Dulce gets the rebound and gets fouled. Robinson gets the handoff. Bermejo's guarding her. Long three by Hudson. Looks long, and it is. What a break, and Dulce's able to pick up the rebound. Pins on to Dulce. Whips it over to Sarah Guerrero. To Bermejo, they whip it around almost to steal Wilson. To Pins on, open three. Good! 
Lays the pins on, knocks it down, the extra pass. She's got 15 points, and the Bulls make it a 16-0 run. It's 55-51. I agree, Jose Fernandez. Yeah, if you didn't catch what he said there, well, I'm not going to replay it. But like I said, colorful language, and that certainly applied. And oh, yeah, if you didn't catch it, VCU was helping out, finally, missing nine shots in a row after they had made seven of their first eight to start off the second half. They were only two for 15 in the fourth quarter. Elisa Pinzon finished it off at the free throw line, but we got to talk about Dulce. 10 for 11, some tremendous moves and shots. She was a star in that game, scored 22 points. Pinzon with 24, full seven of 18 on threes against one of the best three-point field goal percentage defensive teams in the country, and they win it 64-57, outscoring the Rams 28-8, to in the fourth quarter, here's some bonus coverage, as it were, here on the Unlimited Unloaded page of how the game ended. And right afterwards, a tremendous quote from Jose Fernandez, less than a minute after it was done. Bulls up 58-54, again having troubles, almost got a five-second count. They throw it out to midcourt to Tibiasu. She's been pulling from three in this game, but not as loose with the trigger there. Now it's in the corner to Robinson, pins on, swallows it up. It's got to be a turnover. She's on the, on the deck. But the Bulls jump in, and that's a 30-second violation, boy. Four different ways. The Bulls looked like they had forced a turnover as it was Robinson out of control, thought it was a travel. But either way, the Bulls get the ball because the shot clock expired. So the Bulls have to throw it inbounds from their, uh, their own basket. Oh, just getting it inbounds to Pinzon, and it turned over. There is Haddix Covington. Bulls almost foul her. She misses the shot. Can Harvey grab it? She does. Boy. They handed the Rams a basket there and they couldn't convert. I never thought the game would change so dramatically. Now Sydney Harvey travels. Might have been a 10 second violation either way. There's 41.6 seconds left. If the Bulls just handle the ball there, VCU probably has to foul because there was only an 11 second difference and they couldn't get it across. Yep, you just heard that. 40 seconds left, VCU ball, Bulls still up 58-54. Looked like they had to stop there two times over and didn't get it. Robinson off the screen, they go inside and it's mishandled by Bloom, stolen by Elisa Pinzon, just hang on to the ball, let him foul you, absolutely. So VCU's offense, well, looks like the Bulls offense did at the beginning of this half. They have, since going up 12 with nine minutes and 13 seconds left, only hit one basket from the floor, Pinzon, and she's at the free throw line where she's made seven of eight here. Make it eight of nine. I'm talking about in the late stages of the game. All of those. 63-57, VCU cannot advance the ball. So 12.2 seconds left, they have to go the full court. Pinzon makes the second. You just heard Coach Hughes say, don't let him roll it to try and shave some time. Now Wilson backs up. 10 seconds to go, it's a seven point game. Don't foul, Tibiasu puts up a three, looks off and it is, goes out of bounds and it'll be Bulls ball and this thing is over. Unbelievable, I don't even think they foul here with 4.1 seconds left. One lonely drummer, more like a trumpet going if you're VCU because the Bulls have pulled off an astonishing rally to take down the VCU Rams. Down 16 points early in the second half. They win it 64 to 57. A big, and I mean amazing, 15-0 run. Actually, it was a 16-0 run for the Bulls. 
bookended by Guerrero and Pinzon threes, but also with five baskets by Dulce Fankamangiadu. What a day, and again, without three regulars in the second half. Pinzon ends up with 24 points, nine of 10 at the free throw line. Dulce goes for 22 in the contest, and the Bulls get an amazing win here today. Just astonishing. The architect of the 16-0 run that got the Bulls back in it and win. Jose Fernandez, coach, with a lot of regulars on the bench there in the fourth quarter. That lineup did something special. Well, Derek, I think you should look and see if there's a Brinks truck around the corner because I think we just stole this one here. We were down 15, uh, you know. 16, actually. Whatever it was, <laughs> and, we, and we got a lift. We started to defend and just chipped away and just chipped away at it, especially with Manunga not being available in the second second half, and that's what, you know what, that's what you like to see. Guys stepped up and they won the game for us. Guys stepped up and they won the game for us. Yeah, those other guys definitely stepped up. And by the way, after a long couple of travel days, we did not get a direct flight. So we were back at the Muma Center at about 1.15 in the morning, and they'll be ready to go bright and early, not quite so bright and early, but still plenty early on Wednesday morning. We'll be on the air at 10.45, so we'll probably move Bulls Beat up to an earlier time slot. And it'll be great to have Bridget Miranda back. We'll preview it for you on Wednesday's show. I would imagine that Betty Menunga won't be back in time for that one, but as far as Sidney Harvey and Elena Chinecki, I would imagine they return to the starting lineup. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday morning. We'll find out tomorrow night if the men's basketball team can bounce back from what happened when they last were on the court. Here's a brief highlight reminder. 2.7 left, Bulls lead 64-62. Brian Gregory is trying, trying to be the sixth wind, defender. the arms. Yeah. Edwards to throw it in. Slaps the ball. Everybody starts moving. Looking for help. Still looking for help. Throws it in the corner. Launched from the corner. It's good. A three ball with one-tenth of a second left. That was T.J. Madlock who threw it, spun and threw it from the corner, and it went in. Incredibly unlucky shot, yes, but... When you are letting one of the worst ranked teams in the country hang around, you kind of run the risk of something bad happening at the end of the game, and it certainly did. Now, i got to say, South Carolina State since then is on a two-game winning streak. They actually beat High Point this past Friday night. Uh, they do play at Duke tomorrow, so that streak might come to an end, but the Bulls just need to get back on the winning track. Of course, that's a tough one to sit through a long break and wait to get back on the court. Austin P is a team that loves to shoot the three and loves to limit its opponents from being able to shoot the three. In fact, coming into their last game over the weekend, a loss at UNF, which dropped them to four and four. They do have a nice win at Dayton. They have lost two of three by 17 at TCU. The only win in there was against Milligan. Austin P was one of just three teams in the country. Only 32 can possibly say this, and there are only three, the others being Cornell and San Diego in their conferences that actually lead the conference in both three-point offense and defense. So Bulls might have to win this one in a different method. And again, yesterday, VCU was top 25 in the country as far as three-point percentage defense, only 23%. And the Bulls popped them seven for 18. But back to Austin P. Tariq Silver leads them in scoring 14.5 points per game. He shoots 46% from three ball. Obviously, Brian Gregory's squad will be Keeping an eye on him. I mentioned Austin P. leading its conference. You might know the Ohio Valley. You might not know 
that they're going into the Atlantic Sun next year. So that's kind of why they played UNF, a future conference opponent. The Ohio Valley is going to have a different look. They are going to lose Belmont as well to the Missouri Valley. We'll have highlights of the Bulls and Governors on Wednesday's Bulls Beaver. That's going to do it for the Monday version here on Unlimited Unloaded. I'm Derek Sharp.